Hello, and welcome to Free My Mojo, the podcast. In this first podcast that we are doing focuses on the first of the ways to Free My Mojo. So basically, what we are going to do is we are going to do 52, yes, 52, very ambitious, podcasts, and each one is going to focus on one of the 52 ways to free my mojo. So now I'm starting to think I should have done something like 12 ways to free your mojo, but that's okay. So the number one, drum roll please, we have a drum roll for the first one, is cut toxic threads. Now, I gave a lot of thought to what is the very first thing, the very most important thing that anyone who wants to experience greater inner energy, greater motivation, greater inner peace, higher degrees of creativity, more emotional, physical, sexual freedom, what are those things? Well, the very first thing that has to happen in anyone's life in order for them to experience those things is they have to really, really fall into a deep awareness that there could very possibly be some people, some places, some products, some addictions, some behaviors that are creating a toxicity in our lives. And what's really difficult is no matter how positive you are, no matter how wonderful you are, if you've got a behavior that is toxic or if you've got a person or a place that is toxic in your life, it's going to be extremely extremely expensive for you. In other words, no matter how much you eat healthy or exercise or meditate or have good intentions and create a vision book, if there is a toxic thread running through your life, then most likely you won't be going very far. So I meet people all the time who are working really hard or trying really hard, and yet they're not getting the kinds of results they want. So The very first thing we all need to do is to accept that, hey, you know, we're not perfect and we're not really going for perfect. In fact, if anything, we're going for interesting. And in going for interesting, we have to look at ourselves and say, what part of my life is really helpful to me and what part of my life is unhelpful to me? Now, notice the use of the word helpful. I didn't say what is good or what is bad, what is morally just, what is injustice, what is correct, what is wrong, what is a sin. You know, these are some things that really, really trip us up. We get caught up in the morality issue. We get caught up in the judgment issue. And we really don't understand that one of the things that we have to watch out for is getting beyond the judgment. In other words, the judgment is a distraction. And who are we to say what's good or what's bad, what's wrong or what's right? So if we can get beyond um, that, that would be really important. The great um, Persian poet Rumi said, um, out in a field beyond wrong and right, I will meet you there. And And basically what he's saying is, let's get beyond judgment and I will meet you there in that place beyond wrong and right. So what we're looking at here is, does a behavior or a person or something help you or is it unhelpful to you? The other question we want to ask when looking at toxicity is, 
is this worth it to me? For example, if you have a long day and you come home and you're with your family and you decide to have half a cup of ice cream with your family after dinner, is that half cup of ice cream worth it to you? Not worth it to you. If everything else in your life is healthy, half a cup of ice cream or a cup of ice cream once a week with the family, not a big deal. But a gallon of ice cream every night alone by yourself, yeah, that's probably not so helpful. So one of the things we want to look at is, is a glass of wine something that you do once in a while? Or are you doing a bottle a night? So the number one thing that's got to happen is we all have to get to a place of brutal honesty. Like, oh gosh, I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm not. Are you really trying? You know, uh, if you're going through fast food places and sneaking food, well, no, you're not really trying. So let's just be honest. Uh, I did a documentary. I directed a documentary where I followed five men for a year and we documented their behaviors. And one of the things that became apparent to me was that when people have issues like obesity, there's a huge amount of shame that goes along with it. This is also true of people who drink too much. This is true of drug users. This is true of people who um, cheat, who have affairs. There's this humongous amount of shame. And truthfully, not only is the behavior toxic, the shame is toxic. So what we have to look at is what am I doing in my life that's helpful? What am I doing in my life that's unhelpful? What am I doing in my life that's worth it? And what's not worth it? These are the fundamental questions that we have to come to. Because if talking to a certain person makes you crazy and a basket case, then do you have to keep talking to that person? If living with someone is making you toxic and negative and difficult and unable to function, do you need to continue living with that person? Now, maybe for you, the answer is yes that's my family, or that's my husband, or that's my mother-in-law, or that's my child, and I have to continue to go. Well, if that's the case, then the choice is not necessarily to get rid of that person, but to change the way we see this relationship. In other words, one of the things that we really need to look at is, what is the toxic thread? Is the toxic thread that person? Is the toxic thread the way we're seeing that person. So when we talk about cutting toxic threads, what we need to realize is that we are using our energy for good or we are using our energy in a negative way that actually hurts us. And if we can cut the toxicity out of our life, if we can cut the people, place, and things, food, drink, drugs, whatever, that are taking our energy and preventing us from being who we could be, then is that really worth it? That's the question. The question is, is it worth it for me to continue this behavior knowing full well that it's going to cost me my relationships, that it's going to cost me my my creativity, that it's going to cost me my brain cells possibly, that it's going to cost me my well-being? And one of the ways we start to do this is to look at ourselves like an explorer Imagine you are the Indiana Jones of your life and you've got your hat and your whip and your cool and you're looking at your life and you're saying, huh, hey, I'm going to take everything 
and look at everything. And I'm going to ask myself, what is going on with me that doesn't need to go on with me anymore? Uh, Albert Einstein once said, you cannot solve a problem at the level at which it was created. And what that basically means is you cannot solve a problem by doing the same thing you always did. So the only way for you to really change is to outgrow a need that you used to have. Like if you can outgrow the need for the gallon of ice cream or the bottle of wine a night or the behavior, the risky, impulsive, sneaky, dangerous behavior, if you can just outgrow it, then it it just falls away. So one of the things we have to do is realize that nature abhors the vacuum. So when we take something out of our life, then something else is going to fill in that space. So by taking out the things that create toxicity within us, we replace that with a desired or wanted behavior, person, place, or action. Like, let's just say you're dating a total jerk. Let's just say that. He's good looking. You've been with him a while. He's fun. He's nice, whatever. But there's this jerkiness thing that creates tremendous amounts of insecurity and or misery for you. So the the problem here is not just that you are draining yourself and using a lot of your energy that you could be using in many other ways. The problem is that while you're with this jerk, you're not with the right person. You're not meeting the person who could absolutely be fulfilling you and making you feel so excited and turned on about life and making you feel good so that you are becoming the person that you want to be. That's the problem. So the problem here is it's a missed opportunity. The problem here is that toxicity robs you of what you actually could have or want. For example, overspending. A lot of people use spending as a form of anxiety. They buy things to make them feel better. But the problem is when they overspend and they buy this thing, then they have all this guilt and shame and debt that goes with it. So is it worth it? That's the question. So all you have to say to yourself as you go through the day, look at a menu and you say to yourself, wow, I really feel like having these fries. Is it worth it? If you say, heck yeah, then do it. But the point here on this cutting this toxic thread is to become conscious. You are aware and you are choosing it. Like if you want to get in a fight with someone and you want to get angry and you want to call them a name, I want you to stand there and I want you to say to yourself, I am now going to call you this awful, horrible, disgusting name and I choose it. In other words, it doesn't just fly out of your mouth and you had no control over it. You chose it, you decided you wanted to do it and you committed to it. So what the whole 52 ways to free my mojo is really about is life design. Are you living from life design or are you living from chaos? The only way we can design your life is to get rid of the things in your life and the people and the places and the behaviors that are toxic to you. Remember, to you. Someone else can do perfectly fine with that behavior. Someone else can be great with that. Someone else can be seeing three or four people at the same time and be totally fine with it. But maybe you can't. Maybe You can't have a margarita every night after work. Maybe you can't because it leads to 12. Maybe you can't have one piece of chocolate cake in your house because 
you'll eat the whole cake. I mean, you've got to know you. You have to become the expert of you. And there's no one shoe fits all to self-help. No one can help you. You have to become aware and you have to know yourself. And in order for you to have the degree of freedom that you want and the degree of energy that you want, there are certain things that have to go. Uh, Recently, I watched a movie that was very popular and watched a movie that had a tremendous amount of violence in it. I don't usually watch a lot of violence. And after I watched a lot of the violence in that movie, I felt awful. The next morning when I woke up, I felt bad. I didn't feel good. I literally went for a walk in nature in a wood with this beautiful spiritual friend of mine for an hour. And I felt like I had to do it to detox myself from the violence uh, of this movie that I watched the night before. Because watching violent movies is not for me. That is not good for me. It doesn't work for me. It makes me feel a certain way. And the irony of that is I am a filmmaker, so I know that it's an illusion. I know that people really didn't get hurt. I know that it was fake blood. So even so, as a filmmaker, I have to say, watching a violent movie late at night is not for me. So what I want you to do is really become that explorer, that adventurer. I want you to be the Scooby-Doo of your life. I want you to look at what's going on in your world and say, I am using up perfectly good energy in ways that is not worth it to me. And I'm willing to own it. I am willing to look hard and say, this person, this place, this behavior, this thing is creating a big sucking energy void in my life. And energy creates energy. So if you are in a really great space, your mojo is flowing and it's flowing in a vortex upward, but you're in a bad place, the energy is flowing down or the energy is rapidly moving around you and you're in a kind of tornado. And what that ends up doing is just really draining you. You end up being really tired and you end up being angry and you end up being frustrated. So number one thing we're going to do, you and I, we're going to get our hats and our whips and our adventure boots on, and we're going to get into our lives, into the midst of it. And we're going to say, whoa, this feels bad. This person, this thing, this behavior, this place, it makes me feel toxic. Because when something goes through your life that's toxic, it leads a wake of toxicity in your life. And you are swimming in that. You are standing in that. You are living in that. You are breathing in toxicity long after the behavior is gone. Long after that indulgence is over. It has a residue effect in your body, in your life, in your mind, in your in your consciousness. So in the words of Taylor Swift, we're going to shake it off. We're going to just shake it off. And we're basically going to say, I am going to replace this toxic thing with this new choice. That's all. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm done with that. I'm ready not to do that anymore. I'm going to fill myself with something new and something better and something beautiful. And when you get to that place, you will no longer want that toxicity. It will no longer even appeal to you. You'll be like, ew, no thanks, don't want it. So be patient with yourself. This might take 10 minutes. This may take 10 years, 
Because if you've been doing a toxic behavior for a long time, some of you have been doing them for decades and decades and decades, you literally don't know what your identity is going to be without that dreadful behavior. You're not even sure who you're going to be. And you're going to be in that scary place. So let me just tell you what, we got to do that. It's like pulling everything out in your room to sort it because you've got to let things go. And there's a great Buddhist phrase, let go or be dragged. And I don't want you to be dragged anymore. So this is a wrap up for me on our number one podcast, Cut Your Toxic Threads. There will be 51 more of these to come. And we are so grateful you're here. And I hope you will join our tribe on freemymojo.com. And we hope you will be part of our nation, our movement, our tribe of people who are restoring faith in humanity. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.